This podcast is being powered by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. up y'all welcome back to mentally a badass my name is justine and i have my friend lolo here today and today we are going to be talking about working a customer service role and experiencing burnout um this is definitely a topic that her and i can both relate on so i'm super excited um, to talk about this today so lolo if you'd like to introduce yourself to the world hey world here i am um hey my name is lolo I'm 23 years old. I'm an actor, social media manager, uh, person who does a lot of things. Um, (laughs) But right now, you know, during the pandemic, I definitely had to find some sort of survival job. So I found myself in a customer service role, um, taking calls for unemployment, which is so topical during this time. Um, And I think one of the main things that we talked about when we started talking about this episode was that like, it can be really exhausting. And so I've, I've kind of experienced that um, unexpectedly. Um, And it wasn't a career that I thought I was going to go into or a job that I would ever have. So very different. Um, but yeah, that's how I came to find myself in in this situation. <laughs> yeah, well, I first want to say like you you rock for working in the unemployment posi- um, position right now for customer service, especially. I'm sure that call volume is very high right now, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you're probably listening to a lot of stories, like a lot of heavy stories. Um, that can be a lot. So definitely give you a lot of props for that. I truly do. When you told me that, I was like, you are amazing. Um, Did you ever do any other customer service jobs growing up? Or is this your first gig? I think the only similar thing was when I was an undergrad at UF, I worked at Pita Pit um, for like a week or a couple of weeks. I don't know. It was right before the pandemic. Um, so I, but it was the closest thing to, I guess, like having to deal with people who are angry, not like angry, but people who are upset when, you know, when you get their order wrong or when things don't work out. Um, and I just like had never had that experience before, but that was a lot more low stakes because it was just like, I made your pita wrong as opposed to now it's like, Oh, like you can't pay your bills. Um, things it's, you know, much bigger. So it's definitely feels like something new and, and like, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like there's two extremes for me. When I was 16, I worked at Aubon Pond, which is like a Panera bread. So I work as a cash as like a cashier person there. And then now I'm working in a company where it's very um, high standards for customer service. So I at least like had different jobs in between to kind of go up that staircase or ladder or whatever you like Mm -hmm. to call it. But you went from making PETA to taking unemployment calls, which, like I said, I don't think I can do that for me personally. I feel like I would be crying all the time or something like that. (laughs) It snowballed because at first, like the job opening was just for a remote work from home, customer service or tech support 
job. And I was like, well, I'm not doing tech support. That's so not me. Um, so yeah, customer service, just because with my theater experience, like I have my degree in theater, which I think is really similar to communications degree. Like I can say that I am skilled in talking to people. Um, so I feel like it wasn't hard for me to like talk to strangers and, you know, memorize the scripts and figure out phone lingo. Um, but I think the hard part did come with, like you said, with hearing the really hard stories um, and especially just the way the unemployment system is set up. I won't get into it, but it's basically just, you know, too many people for what the systems can handle right now. You know, they weren't expecting a pandemic um, and they're not prepared. They don't have enough people working. Um, so my job is pretty much telling people to um, continue calling. I can't help you, but you have to talk to the person who can, but it's really hard to get through to them. And, you know, people tell me they've called every day for months. Um, and it's, it's hard to hear these things, but I think it's, motivating also to get back up and do it every day because if I can even help one person you know it's good to know that at least I did something even though sometimes I feel really powerless um in my position because it's not that I don't want to help it's just like I, I don't have the ability as I'm sure you know as a customer service person uh, there's a certain point when you just can't even if you want to yeah no definitely I feel like Oh, wow, I just lost my train of thought for a second. <laughs> Sorry, I went on for a second. <laughs> no, you're good. It's my fault. I was going for a drink of water, and I was looking at the U- the UF bottle that we got in our little goodie bag, and True. then I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but I really do like how you have that whole mindset and outlook, knowing that you wake up in the morning, like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm glad that I can like help somebody, even though in our position we can only do so much. It really depends, of course, what the kind of customer role position you are in, what you can can and can't do um but for like call volume why so you you taking like i'm assuming taking like back-to-back calls pretty much when i started in may so i started may of 2020 right after the pandemic hit um which now that i'm like realizing how difficult it is to get a job i'm like how did i find this random job um and i just started as a quote unquote new claims agent. Um, but as more and more people lost their jobs and as the COVID situation got worse, you know, more and more people started calling in and, um, the way that the system for the state that I work for does it is if you have any sort of problem, you know, anything from website issues to you haven't been paid in months, um, you, those all go, those all go to the same place. Um, and as you can imagine with the population of Texas, and with millions of people being unemployed, and of course, you know, there's going to be errors, there's going to be website issues, there's a lot of people who don't even have internet access. Um, there's just the call volume is so overwhelming um, that a lot of time people think they're getting through to somebody who can actually help them. And then they're like, oh, no, it's you again. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> oh, no, it's you again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I was on unemployment not like not now um but when I was in college I was transitioning from working as a substitute teacher then having the summer and then moving to um to Florida so I didn't want to like get there was no point in me getting like a job for like two months so I just applied for unemployment and then they gave it to me because um for substitute teaching I was in a not like laid off but there's no work so in the way that I, mm-hmm. that makes me qualified for um, unemployment and I remember how um, difficult it was to get unemployment like I would be on the phone for like a week or two and then I was on the phone 
one time for like two hours and then I got an agent and then the call drops gosh yeah and I, I hear, was so mad <laughs> I hear stories like that literally all day every day yeah um, and, and it's because it's because of the high call volume it's a technical thing I mean for mm-hmm. me I work up you know I work at a call center job mm-hmm. too and sometimes I'll get a call and it would just be like no audio and or so then if we don't hear audio for x amount of time we have to spiel that unfortunately we don't hear any audio to give us a call back and then we have to hang up and release the call and in that way it's kind of like if the call dropped on their end but they can't hear us so it's like an audio issue but it's no one's fault it just stinks on their end because mm-hmm. it's just it's all about the luck it's like yeah which i feel like in this is where it gets really hard is as i'm sure you know as empathetic humans it's terrible that somebody should have to you know call all day every day to try to get their unemployment you know and to have to pay their rent and especially right now it's getting really cold and people are like I'm not gonna have heat oh Um, man that's rough and I've really had to deal with because like as I mentioned before like this snowballed into something that I wasn't expecting um and I when I was talking to my therapist about it recently I was just like I am so exhausted from hearing all these stories but I feel so terribly guilty because like people are telling me how they're going to lose their house and here I am sitting in my very nice house and like it just feels like the wealth disparity is just so blatant and so shocking um and it's really hard to stomach so like I kind of had to take an emotional step back and be like okay all I'm seeing is a really tiny snapshot of these people's lives I don't have enough information to make a judgment I don't need to make a judgment like my therapist was explaining to me that um as humans you know our brains try to make meaning out of things which I'm sure you've heard before like we try to connect Mm -hmm. the dots we try to fill in the blanks um and by doing that I was putting so much and I still am you know when I take these calls I put a lot of stress on myself to kind of be like okay like is this person really telling the truth or are they just like scamming unemployment which mm-hmm. isn't really even like my place to judge you know but it's it's a human thing um so it's it's been really difficult for me to kind of emotionally disconnect and kind of just take the data when every single person is saying like can't you just pull a favor for me like I'm, I'm gonna lose my house my lights are being turned off tomorrow oh that's hard it's like what do you do when all I can say oh my is like gosh. no well, call after the again. call I, I would cry but <laughs> I mean I probably won't cry but man that is hard girl it's so hard I not think... to be like what's your Venmo <laughs> can I send you money right what's now? your Venmo <laughs> I love that but it's really it's made me so grateful for what I have and Mm -hmm. it's made me realize too that like like the importance of a savings account because a lot of these people are saying you know like I'm gonna get my lights turned off tomorrow if I don't get this dealt with today and I know that they are not gonna get this dealt with today Mm. and it's so I think it's kind of eye-opening and like terrifying to the adult world that like you know this could be a place that I could be in one day or that we all could be in um, and just like being really grateful for what I have in the moment because it's not always good. Like it's really good right now. And I'm so grateful to say that I'm doing good during the pandemic, uh, all things considered. But it's it's really eye opening in that way. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm just thinking about it now because I'm the kind of person where I'm very empathetic. So I probably but I mean, I hear some I've been on some calls where I would talk to a cancer patient or someone who's sick or someone just like died or something like that. Mm-hmm. I had um, 
um, of course, I'm not going to disclose what, like, you know, what I do and what I work, but um, one call I had was I had, they had to refund them for something because someone died. So obviously that's something I will okay. Right. But it was just hard hearing that. Like, oh, my husband died and I'm like, okay, well, I'm definitely going to give you that refund. <laughs> right. And then, yeah. And then also I had like a 30 and a half hour conversation with a cancer patient in the beginning of the call she called for a particular reason that had to do with the line of business and so I took care of it and then the call ended up being three and a half hours of her talking about her dead cat oh and gosh. then yeah um actually yeah the call went a little too long I actually had to I was told to um, end the call because it was too it was at the point where our phone lines closed and I had to, at a certain point, control the call. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be talking to like, five in the morning. Um, yeah, it was three and a half hours. She was so sweet. And, like, and it was just really hard to, like, hear everything. Like, she was telling me, like, she explained in detail of, like, her treatments and this and that. And, like I said, three and a half hours. That's a long time. Yeah. Three and a half hours. I had to use the bathroom so bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I... Take, I take the calls out of my bedroom since we're working from home mm-hmm. and I have a bathroom in my room and it's just the other side of the room I'm like it's I'm right there of, I'm literally looking at it obviously I wouldn't use it on a call because that's a little bad but I was just like looking at the bathroom I'm like oh <laughs> that's such a thing I've had to learn too with like the because like one of the main reasons that I'm working this type of job is because of this like it's a stability w-2 income as opposed to like a freelancer income um because I also do like freelancing stuff on the side but I just like can't be dependent on that full time so Mm -hmm. I like hate to say that I'm only working for the money but I'm only working for the money um in this in this situation because it is oh yeah you need money like it is emotionally not that it's a lot of money I mean it's a little bit over minimum wage but this situation is so I I can tell that it's emotionally exhausting for me I was not like trained for this job like it was so that that's actually what I was saying earlier is that my therapist was saying that um there's something called compassion fatigue that therapists and counselors Mm. are trained for that when you Uh, hear people's terrible uh, stories all day you learn how to you know to distance yourself how to decompress how to take care of yourself and how to kind of let those things go every day otherwise they do emotionally affect you so I've noticed like I'll work sometimes I'll work for just like two hours in the morning and I'll get really anxious, like physical anxiety symptoms, like sweaty armpits or like, you know, shaky hands kind of because the tone of the call is always, you know, really aggressive or really upsetting. Um, and so I'll notice like for the rest of the day, I'm kind of experiencing that residual anxiety. Um, and it's just been making me feel, like I said, exhausted. And I, th- I think like because I wasn't trained for this, for, for I was trained to take unemployment claims, not to hear people's um, stories about how they're in the worst situation ever and um, I just I think I'm not that is not what I want to do with my life and I'm mm-hmm. you know I'm glad that I was able I'm glad that I'm a strong enough person that I've been able to do it for so long and I have been able to help so many people um, but I actually just put in my two weeks because uh, after talking it over with like my therapist and multiple people in my life I was just like I'm so stressed out. I'm so exhausted all the time. I'm so overworked and I, it's all leading back to this one source, but there is kind of that guilt of like, but if I, if I quit or I don't work or like you said,
said, you know, like uh, thinking of going to the bathroom. I'm like, if I take a break, you know, I'm like, oh, like somebody's someone else is going to lose their electricity if I take a 50 minute break, which I know is not true and is kind of, you know, spiraling to um, the worst case scenario. But it kind of gives you some guilt. And I think it it's, that's, it adds to the exhaustion. So eventually, like everybody in my life was like, you got to cut this out because it's it's stressing me out because I'm working so much and because I feel guilty when I don't work because all I think about is people in bad situations. Yeah. And I can tell like you're such a really good person for that. I'm literally the same way, but um, I'm actually just going to switch gears. I'm very curious. Um, Do you, do you like get yelled at or in a position where like people are just not nice? Like how do like, how do you react to that? Like, how does that make you feel? Yeah, I mean, so when people yell, it's really, it's like when, you know, they are at the end of their rope. And I really try not to judge because I don't know what it's like to be in that situation when like you really have no way to feed yourself or pay your rent besides, you know, like talking to this person on the other end. So I understand like where they're coming from. So a lot of times I just like turn down the volume and let them vent, which is what we're told to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that, even listening to them vent and letting them kind of say it out is helpful. Um, and that's, you know, that's a way we can help them even if we can't actually release their payment. So I try to do that. And I try to say, you know, like, I understand the situation is ridiculous. Like I understand the system is messed up. I'm not saying that it's not. Um, I wish there was more I could do, but there's really nothing else I could do. Um, Like my hands are tied just like yours are and kind of just like letting them know that they've done everything they've can and I've done everything I can. And there's like, it really is out of their control. Um, And the point when people start yelling is when they're, they just don't want to accept that for an answer. Um, which is mm-hmm. really understandable because of how terrible the this, this system is. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I just like, I just don't, I just don't have an answer though. That all I can say is continue calling. That's what the unemployment people tell me to say. Um, so it's just, it happens. I would say I get like a really terrible call, like once a day. And that's when people are like, well, if you can't help me, then like, what, what can you do? You're so useless. Like what even is your job? Um, those kind of make me yeah, laugh, exactly. just like in my head. <laughs> I'm like, well, I can't <laughs> Yeah, those are just the ones that just, like, those kind of calls just like, all right, well. <laughs> I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> I, I, and I'm just like, you're wasting your time. Like, you could be calling back and actually getting through to somebody who could help. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, um, but that's, I mean, at least it's only once a day. I honestly was like concerned that especially in that particular position like you know like there's a lot of people out there that are very interesting so it's good to hear that it's not like a lot of calls that you're getting where people are just like screaming at you or anything like that because I feel like you are taking calls in a position where that person is calling and is already stressed out yeah and even though it's like you know not your fault or anything like that some people don't have emotional intelligence and would just like snap at you and not realize that you're a human being on the other side so it definitely is nice that you don't experience much of that. Of course, like it's not perfect. You're going to re- um, experience here and there a person that's going to call you useless, but that's just because the world isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's actually really good to hear this on like the other like side of it. I, had, I didn't know like how it was in the unemployment side. I guess it would be definitely harder um, to listen to people losing their houses. But yeah, I can't even imagine that, especially like 
like everything that we have and it's like we can't do much but like you know like here like during the when the pandemic just happened here and there I'll like Venmo some like friends who are mm-hmm. like um Venmo some friends if they just like lost their job just like things here and there I'll send people like ten dollars um, for coffee and be like oh, just yeah you know just a little something um I think the most I did was like twenty dollars but she was she's a good friend um but I think for like gas mm-hmm. or I don't remember what it was but Anytime I can help, I do. I always um, donate when people are like, donate for my dog. I'm like, we have to save the dog. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> there's a lot of, um, well, not a lot of it. It hasn't happened lately. But there's been like, it was one person who worked for DoorDash. And she's in college. And her, she would make her income for, from DoorDash. And DoorDash like kicked her off the platform, I think, because someone, I guess, I think she gave a referral code to somebody and then someone like was doing fraud or whatever. So she got in trouble for it. So she got banned from DoorDash. And like that was literally her brand on TikTok. Like that's like what got her famous because like her, her, like her, her stories, her story time with DoorDash. Pretty much. Now. <laughs> um, I don't even know what she's doing right now. I haven't seen her on TikTok much, but there is a moment where like she had to pay her bills and like she got cut off from it. And I just like I think I just been with her like five bucks mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't know her or anything like that, but I've been watching her. She seems like not a crazy person, so you know, just a couple of dollars for those people. I mean, and then there's times where I like I went on like the street, like I'll just be dry because in Orlando there's a lot of homeless people in certain mm-hmm. parts of Orlando, and there was just one time I was out there doing Uber. It always happens when I'm out doing Uber. <laughs> by the way, I was out doing Uber and I was parked in a parking lot, just like waiting for an order, and this guy um asked me for money and then I said he could he was hungry and I said okay let me buy you food because honestly if we're we're in a food area I'd rather me buy him the food than me give him money you know what I mean so I bought him I asked like oh like there was like a subway there was like a Chinese place there was like a pizza place whatever and I said oh I want to get some subway and he said oh the bread doesn't do well with my stomach or anything picky but I was like you know what I'm not gonna judge who knows maybe he does have issues Mm -hmm. with his stomach but it was actually very interesting how he was being a little picky as when he was begging for for money but I just kind of like okay whatever so then I was kind of hoping he would have done subway because it's cheaper than Chinese food but uh, I was like whatever I'm not gonna question it so then I just went to, to the Chinese food place and I got him like a whole meal and called that a day and just called it a day. And like, he's like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you're welcome. So I, I, I don't mind doing that. I mean, I, even though it's interesting that I went out to earn money, mm-hmm. ended up spending the money. <laughs> but honestly, I wasn't going to say no, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, it's also during the pandemic. I don't know if he couldn't afford food or, you know what I mean? And he wasn't like weird or anything like that um or sketchy but I can definitely tell that he wasn't like homeless but I guess fairly knew of being hungry just like his clothes and whatever and he seemed genuine and he was respectful um so I'm just like whatever I'm not gonna judge him so I'll just I'll do what I can I'll buy him a meal and then there's this other I when I was doing uber again (laughs) and I had these kids come to my window at like a stoplight and it wasn't like they weren't asking for like food or anything like that. Apparently, they were short a couple of dollars for something. They're raising money for their basketball it's team or whatever. With the basketball was... team. <laughs> so I was just like, he comes to the, he comes like knocking on my window, and I was like, hi, and he's like, oh, do you have a couple of dollars? We just need a couple of dollars for this and this, whatever. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't have any cash. He's like, oh, I have a cash app, 
and then I was like, okay. So I just like I sent. I think I sent him like seven bucks. He need like I think he just needed seven bucks or whatever to to make something or or and and such. So I was like, hey, I was like, th- th- I thought about like, hey, if you have the guts to get out of your car at a stoplight to go to like with a sign, I'll give you that seven dollars. Like that's te- yeah. that's courage right there. I think you're totally right though. As long as you're being <laughs> safe about it, like it it is putting good karma into the world. And I totally believe you know it goes around comes around and someday you know think like i said things aren't always good someday there's gonna be bumps in the road and we're gonna need those people looking out for us um and i yeah i really no, absolutely um, want to come back to what you said though about with the guy saying that he had stomach problems and you're almost like well i'm you know i'm offering you a meal and you're really gonna be picky right now um but you know like you said you don't know the whole story and i think that is something that i've really learned through this experience is that I'm only getting a tiny snapshot of these people's lives and I don't know the whole story Mm -hmm. and and as I said before it's not worth my time to judge it's not you know it's not serving anybody for me to judge for me to feel superior to them or for me to feel guilty because I have more than them um you know like either feeling or for them to feel that I am you know giving off some sort of vibe you know like I just it's not worth it for anybody for me to make a judgment and then and then either feel better or feel worse about myself it doesn't help and it's not definitely it's not helping them and it's not helping me and I've all that to say um (laughs) I just feel like I've really discovered like we're all on our own journey in life and that you know just because you're on unemployment or you're you know homeless asking for money on the street like that doesn't mean that you are you know, at the lowest point in your life or that you're not worth anything or, you know, all these associations that we kind of come with, you know, being lazy or not wanting to work hard. Um, it That's just those, those aren't true. And I think I hear that all the day, um, all these days in my calls is when people are on unemployment. Most of them are people who sound like they work very, very hard. But, but again, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's just a really good point. What you said is just like you, there's no there's no point in judging it doesn't benefit anybody like the benefit comes from helping people and just you know giving them seven dollars you may not get it back it may not be going to what you think it's going to but you know you did a good thing maybe you really did help somebody out like we can't know and because we just don't and we can't yeah no absolutely and the way I think about it too is like I think that meal that I got him I think it was like 11 or 12 dollars or whatever but he got like you know an actual full meal with a, and I even said like do you want a soda or something like that he didn't even ask for the soda I was like well you need something to drink with this um so I just got him a soda too and it's just like you don't like you don't know like how I mean and also Chinese food places they, they can be a decent <laughs> they can be a generous amount of food too so um it's worth my buck and then also it's like I can live without that $12 or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm not in a financial situation where I'm actually very grateful that I am not – I'm actually am not in like a bad mm. financial situation. Um, I, I mean, of course, I have financial goals and I would like to fully pay off all my debt. But I'm not in a situation where I have to yeah. worry about paying for my bills because I make enough where I'm comfortable and can have fun as well. And I have different opportunities to make money. I have like three different sources of incomes where I can work at to make that income. Um, where like, you don't, we don't know that the people who don't have that kind of like opportunity where they're stuck and they have no streams of income. And that's, that's scary. And that's horrible. So 
Um, I definitely am not the kind of person that would be selfish and keep it all to me. Like if I can help people who have that zero um, stream of income, like I would be more than happy um, to help them out. Of course, I'll be very cautious about it because there's people out there who who do take advantage of people. So it's really going to be very careful with that stuff. Um, but at this particular situation, there's definitely gonna be a lot more people who are very genuine about it because we are in a pandemic and a lot of people are losing their jobs and it's just, I just also just feel like I wish like everyone can have that same mindset of like helping others because there's so many millionaires and billionaires out there who aren't even thinking about helping the people who are in the situation. And I mean, obviously, it's their money. They're not, like, technically obligated to do anything, but, like... but it's just kind of cringy. I know what you're saying. I mean, t- legally, legally, and, like, it, you know, it, technicality. It feels, like, morally, like, it's okay. Yes, you know, I, I'm comfortable financially enough to give away money when I feel like, you know, people need it, and I'm not going to miss that $20, and how blessed are we to be in that type of situation? Um but it's, you know, it's really crazy to think that somebody who had so much more wouldn't feel that obligation. I think, and that's, you know, the difference between types of people and empathetic people and giving people is, is I, and I feel like you do too, you know, we feel an obligation to help out when others are down. You help other humans, like you're just, you just be good to people when they need it because, because that's just what humans do. Um, and I, I think there's... I've, I think I talked to you about reading that book, you know, You Are a Badass with Money, Master the Mindset of Wealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I have one it. of the things that she talks about is like, you've probably heard the phrase that money is the root of all evil. And it's, that's just, mm-hmm. you know, like a phrase, people have given money that identity, you can give money whatever identity you want. And I think a lot of people give money the identity of I guess greed or selfishness or maybe like you know worrying that they'll if they give any of it away they may have to give all of it away insecurity I think that's the word I'm looking for um but I think yeah it's Mm -hmm. you know this is super existential but life is so short I don't know that I'm gonna be alive in 20 years to have like a millionaire fortune so like not that I would have that but but if I ever did you know like um, (laughs) I would I want now like I want to help you I want to make the world a better place now not like when I'm like old and rich and can donate (laughs) no 100% and like for me like that's what that's what gets me going like that is what makes me makes me happy is when I do good for people um like you know you see my Mm -hmm. mental health content like I try to help people that way you do see how I do One Hope, where part of my job is to raise money for nonprofits. So it's just definitely a a really rewarding thing. And like, that's kind of how I want to live my life is that I know I'm, I know I'm privileged. I know I'm very lucky um, to have been, I wasn't, I wasn't born in a poor family. I wasn't born in a rich family. Actually, in a way, it was kind of both. Like my dad has a business. Mm -hmm. So we had like our ups and downs kind of thing. Um, I was never like poor to the point where I'm like, like we're gonna lose our house or anything like that. But but that totally, um, you know, um, I've had a similar situation yeah. where like my dad was technically self-employed and we would make it would make a different amount of money every year. And so, you know, there were the ups and downs and it kind of creates a relationship with money that can feel really unstable. 
Um, and I feel like I've had to work on mm-hmm. that with like, you know, not spending my, either, like when I get my paycheck, I either like spend it all or I put it all away to save. Cause I'm like, I just, you know, I have to do something with it. Yeah. It's like, you never know. And then for me, like, it's kind of like, I mean, with my nine to five job, like that's obviously guaranteed income weekly. Uh, I cause mm-hmm. I, you know, hourly pay and such, but like with one hope I'll have like ups and downs. And just because it's treated, it's treated like, you know, it is self-employment. And then with Uber, it's ups and down as well. I mean, I do put in the hours, but if right. it's not busy, I'm not making any money. And I mean, luckily, I live in an area where um, I would get orders, but I always usually do it on the weekends because that's usually when there's more orders. And tomorrow is going to probably be a True, really good yeah. um, day because it's Valentine's Day. So I'm definitely going to be out on the road tomorrow. Um, so yeah, so those two incomes can definitely be a little tricky. So right now I'm not comfortable for to make those like my main incomes because of that reason. Um, but for me, I like, you know, try to save or invest or, you know, stuff like that. Like if I had a lot of money, I wouldn't definitely invest it, um, to have like, like if I was like rich, like I had, let's say I was like a millionaire or whatever, I would definitely not just like just have like you know put some of my checking and my, and my savings i would definitely mm-hmm. invest a big chunk of it so at least it's growing somewhere you know it just sits there and it grows and at least you know you're gonna have that but yeah i think i mean i'm assuming these people have investments um no i but i get but what you're saying I and i, I totally agree <laughs> but and that- i think this like because you're you're 23 right can i say that do you want to say 25 okay well 25 you look really young for 25 um um I know (laughs) but I feel like you know we're in a place in our lives where you figure out financial independence and trying to figure out how to what you know like what is passive income what are stocks what are investments you know how do you own a vacation property um Mm -hmm. and those are all things that I want to (laughs) do and I I realized now, like through bringing it all back full full circle, like through my customer service job, because it has been related to finances, like part of that has been really motivated to say like, wow, it is really difficult to get through to unemployment. I am going to save more money so that hopefully I never have to be in that situation. Um, And I feel like you may have experienced something similar too with types of your calls. It's like, oh gosh, this person really got themselves into a pickle, like little life lesson that I can kind of, you know, know that I'm not going to make that mistake. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. We hear different experiences. So that's definitely good to put that um, in the bright light there. Um, so I do see here we are going to 35 minutes of great content. Um, so let's see how we can how we can wrap this up here. Is there anything last things you want to say in regards to your mental health and customer service? I do feel like you talked a lot, a lot of good stuff about it. It's really, really valuable information yeah, that you I told think, us today. I mean, I feel like I really did say it all. And I think just the number one thing is that I'm still totally a work in progress and that I've you know as terrible as the pandemic has been I've been really grateful to be pretty okay through it all um and I've I've used that as a way to work on myself and really grow and grow my mental health um and I I just want to say like it's I'm still growing but it's been a really worthwhile journey so if you're considering you know like going to therapy for the first time or trying to journal or meditate for the first time and just not sure I think it's really worth it to just try because I feel like I've seen benefits in my life from just taking a second to analyze it 
Um, and you know, and I'm nowhere near perfect or mm-hmm. nowhere near done, but it's really worth it. And I think you'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're, and we're never done. We're always growing. We truly are. And for me, like for a little bit off topic, but I've had like, I've healed from trauma, like, you know, as a child or as a teenager, I truly feel like I have healed from it. I have, you know, gained new trauma in my adulthood and now working on healing that. And it's just, Mm. it is kind of how life is. Like, we're just always healing and learning and that's just a part of growing. Um, But it's all about just being like self-aware about it and working on healing those wounds when they do happen, but also trying our best to you know, have precaution and such. So it really is like the same as like physical because we can have like, you know, trip and break our leg or whatever and you heal it and it can happen again. So that's just kind of how I treat mental health as well. And of course, therapy is definitely should be something like as a, as a precaution also to get through things. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of like an, an interesting outlook of how I want to see that. And I just totally <laughs> no, came up with I that right that. now, by the I way. I love it. <laughs> yeah 100 percent. so um thank you so much for being on this episode with me i really do appreciate it and i and by the way you are a badass for by the way how you um I, wow words okay <laughs> i was gonna say that yeah you truly are a badass with that because from everything how you explained that is really hard to go through and that you still you have such a good mindset and you have such a good attitude about it and like I said, like, I don't think I can do what you do. So it is a lot in some mental health. So that makes you a badass there. And I sounded really corny. No, I love that. it. Thank but you so <laughs> thank you so much. That's and so I, I feel like it. people say that to me um, all the time, but it really is good to kind of feel like, okay, I'm doing something that is a little more difficult than a normal day job. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I truly think it is. And also going to let our audience know that we are going to have another episode together. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about like confidence on the internet. Um, we'll be talking about my YouTube life. She's going to talk about her acting and we talk about comparison and social media. Um, so pretty much is going to be about like performing on and off camera, social media, um, confidence and comparison is going to be on the next episode with her. I am going to, yeah. If you don't mind, I'll put your Instagram in the description if you want me to do that. No, I realize I said that do. without Tag even my asking Instagram. you, but <laughs> um, I'm on all the social networks, but Instagram is the one I use most. Yeah, no, same. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you guys have a great night. And I upload every single Thursday at 7 p.m. Right. Eastern Standard Bye, Time. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for having me, Justine. <laughs>